Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Now, after Naaman was healed, he came back to Elisha's house and offered him gold and silver and changes of raiment. See, he was so thrilled that he was healed. We'd say suits of clothes instead of changes of raiment. But the prophet wouldn't take any of the silver or the gold or the changes of raiment because he knew that Naaman was trying to pay for his healing. You can't pay for your healing. You can't pay for any blessings of God. When you give tithes and offerings, friends, you ever notice the Bible said give? You're not paying anything. You're listening to Rama for Today Radio with Ken and Lynette Hagan. In a moment, Kenneth E. Hagan will continue his life-changing message. Also, Ken and Lynette will return after today's teaching to give you details about this month's special radio offer. Now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan. Well, if unbelief hindered him, then unbelief will hinder him now. Because after all, it is still Jesus healing people as he works through us. Also notice in Luke 4:26, learn something about the manifestations of gifts of the Spirit, and it'll help you immeasurably. Notice in Luke 4:26 here, now Jesus said, when there was a great famine through the land during Elijah's time, that there were many widows in Israel. But notice what he said in this 26th verse. But unto none of them was Elias, that's Elijah, sent, save unto Sarepta, a city of Sidon, unto a woman that was a widow. Even though Elijah had God's power in his life, he could not make it work for everybody. But because he was sent to this particular widow's house, there was a continuous miracle. The meal barrel never became empty. They just kept dipping meal out of it. The crews of oil never ceased to flow. But he just couldn't do that in any widow's house. That was a working of miracles in manifestation. But he could if the Lord sent him there. Hallelujah. Jesus went on to say, the 27th verse of Luke 4, And many lepers were in Israel in the time of Elisha the prophet, and none of them was cleansed. Now listen to it very carefully. Saving Naaman the Syrian. Now Naaman traveled many miles to reach Samaria, where he had heard a prophet could rid him of his leprosy or heal him of his leprosy. Yet there were many lepers in Israel at this time, and Elisha did not cure or heal any of them. Jesus said none of them were healed. Now, Elisha had a double portion of the anointing of the Spirit of God upon him to minister. That is a double portion of what Elijah had. The Bible records that he did twice as many miracles as Elijah, his predecessor. There were lepers in Israel. Jesus said they were, Luke 4, 27. But not one of them was healed. Yet to Naaman, a Syrian. 2 Kings 5, 10. Notice what Elisha said to him. Well, he sent word by servant. Go and wash in Jordan seven times, and thy flesh shall come again to thee, and thou shalt be clean. Now, why didn't the lepers in Israel go to Elisha and get healed too? 
The answer lies in the Israelites' covenant of healing with God. In that covenant, the Lord said, I am the Lord that healeth thee. In that covenant, Exodus 23, verse 25 and 26, he said, I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. The number of thy days I will fulfill. Then again in Deuteronomy 7, 15, in that covenant, God said to Israel, and the Lord will take away from thee all sickness. You see, really, dear friends, they didn't need any prophet to heal them. They needed to believe the covenant that God had established with them. Are you listening? And had they believed it, they would have been cleansed of their leprosy. But Naaman didn't have any such covenant. He didn't know anything about it. He'd never heard anything like that given forth. Naaman wasn't even under the covenant. And yet, do you ever stop to think about it? He must have believed eventually the words that were sent to him because he acted upon them. I said he acted upon them. Go dip in the river Jordan. He must have believed it. He, he did it. And he was cleansed, wasn't he? I said he was cleansed, wasn't he? Amen. Praise God forevermore. Now, after Naaman was healed, he came back to Elisha's house and offered him gold and silver and changes of raiment. See, he was so thrilled that he was healed. We'd say suits of clothes instead of changes of raiment. But the prophet wouldn't take any of the silver, or the gold, or the changes of raiment because he knew that Naaman was trying to pay for his healing. You can't pay for your healing. You can't pay for any blessings of God. When you give tithes and offerings, friends, you ever notice the Bible said give? You're not paying anything. Are you listening to me? But you're just showing that you love the Lord. Hallelujah. You appreciate his blessings. Now, Elisha's servant, Gehazi, the very fellow, you see, see, Elisha didn't go out there and see Naaman. He sent Gehazi out there to tell him to go dip River Jordan. This same fellow that, that we might say was involved with the man's healing had a covetous spirit. He was there, of course, and when Naaman come back to offer him the silver and the gold and the changes of raiment. And so he ran after Naaman when he left and told him a lie. Notice what he said in 2 Kings 5.22. 2 Kings 5.22. My master has sent me. In other words, he said, Elisha sent me. Saying, Behold, even now there be come to me from Mount Ephraim two young men of the sons of the prophet. Give them, I pray thee, a talent of silver and two changes of garment. Well, now Naaman was so thrilled to be healed of his leprosy that he gave Gehazi twice as much as he asked for. Then Gehazi took the clothing and the gold and the silver and he hid it because he was getting it for his own use. Now notice 2 Kings 5, the 25th and 26th verses. When Gehazi returned, Elisha said, Whence comest thou, Gehazi? And he said, Thy servant went no whither. And he, Elisha, said unto him, Went not my heart with thee? He meant my spirit. Your heart, your spirit. Went not my heart or my spirit with thee when the man turned again from his chariot to meet thee? In other words, in his spirit, Elisha had seen Gehazi 
join Naaman's chariot. He knew exactly what he had done. Now, Elisha wasn't aware of every lie that had been told in the land that day. He didn't know everyone who had been stealing. Naturally, there were many others besides Gehazi that were guilty of lying and stealing. But Elisha just had a supernatural manifestation concerning this one. Now, see, some think, I'm talking about supernatural gifts, supernatural manifestation. And why we miss it, we get our minds on that, you see. Some people think if someone's a prophet, he's a seer, and of course he is, and he knows everything. However, we need to realize the gifts of the Spirit are not in operation all the time, but only as the Spirit wills. One minister was talking to me about another minister. He said, Brother Hagin, something about this bothers me. I, I had not, I don't think at that time ever been into that men's services or anything. Something about it bothers me. Well, I said, what is it? Well, it's supposedly the word of knowledge operating, see, revelation. And he said, I, I, I talked to him. He says he can just turn it off and on any time he wants to. I said, well, it's not the Bible gift then. I'd be leery of it. It's not the Bible gift. It's not the Holy Ghost. Are you listening to me? You can't just turn him on and off when you want to. It is as the Spirit wills. Now, you know just as well as I know, Gehazi was Elisha's servant. And although he knew that Elisha was a man of God who had supernatural manifestations in his life, he knew that the word of God, the word of knowledge, which is a revelation gift, that's what was manifested here, operated only occasionally through him. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been foolish enough to try to lie to Elijah. He would have known that he couldn't get by with it. He said to him, when he asked him, where did you go? He said, I went nowhere, my master. Now, we should stay open for manifestations of the Spirit of God, but we don't have to wait for the supernatural manifestation to be delivered from anything that's wrong with us. Blessed be God, we can act upon God's Word. Now, you see, a lot of times we have supernatural manifestations and then people who don't know the Bible, and that's the reason we need to clear these things up, they'll get all confused, you know. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. We have an offer that I think that everybody ought to get a hold of. Uh, it's, uh, it's Dad's book, The Healing Anointing, and then a, a CD, one CD. He did this message uh, about man and miracles, and actually it's talking about the supernatural, also talking about healing and miracles, and, and also my book. I, I don't know, some time back, people were talking about, well, you know, it's predominantly thought that healing was done away with uh, after when the apostles died. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I did a book, I did a teaching actually called Healing Forever Settled. And I talk about it in the Bible, what it says in the Bible. And then I go back in history and I quote from the uh, writings of noted theolog the, the, theologians. Yes. <laughs> like, in the writings of Clement, a noted theologian living in the third century. And he was a proponent of divine healing. And, and here's what he said in the homilies of Clement, homily number nine, chapter 23. 
he, Clement, ordered those to approach who were distressed with disease, and thus many approached, having come together through the experience of those who had been healed yesterday. Mm -hmm. And he, having laid hands upon them, and prayed, and immediately they were healed. Now, this is in the third century. Mm -hmm. That's the third century after Christ has already died, and healing is still That's predominant right. in the church, and healing is still predominant today. Yes. Oh, as you can tell, I'm excited. You're I, excited I, about it. When you start talking about <laughs> healing, I get excited because that's, I love to see people healed by the power of God. This yes. book called Healing Forever Settled, I, I, I think it's one of the best teachings that I've done that really, it really nullifies all of the teaching that healing's been done away with. That's it's right. forever settled with God. And this whole package here, uh, Man and Miracle CD, The Healing Anointed by Dad, and my book, Healing Forever Settled, uh, it normally uh, sells for about $31.90, almost $32. And I'm going to offer it for $24.95 because I want you to have yes. this. And I especially want you to have this book, Healing Forever Settled. Uh, so, hey, go to your phone right now. Go to the computer, really. That's yes. the best place to go. That's right. Uh, and, and you can order it, and it gets shipped out. Actually, the, if the orders come in one day, they're shipped out by the next day. Absolutely. So if you'll just go right there on the computer and go to rhema.org, and you can order this right now. Yes. Hey, I want you to have it. That number again is toll-free, 1-888-FAITH-99. 1-888-FAITH-99. If you prefer to write Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. You can also connect online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. We always love to hear from our listeners, and there are resources to help with finances, marriage, and work. So write in or email us. Become a part of Rama for Today. Make plans to join us next week at this same time and station for more of this series by Kenneth E. Hagan. That's next week here on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.